0: So yeah, we just see what we can get through.
1: Yeah, and we'll see where it goes. And if we don't make it, we don't make it. That's the joy of the new format. So, sorry, you don't get to hear our thoughts. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, the problem is they won't hear our thoughts because we've wasted them talking about like canned food or something. <laughs>
1: You know, there is a new uh, pink apple and lemon uh, polar that's really good.
0: Oh, I think I saw that in the the store.
1: Yeah, we've we've converted to 100% pink apple and lemons in this house.
0: Have you tried all their summer special flavors? No. Oh, my God. So they have a dragon fruit lemonade that's great. There's like a guava mule, I think.
1: No, that doesn't sound good.
0: There's some sort of like summer iced tea, which is interesting. It's just not what I would, because it's like seltzer. So, how do you make it taste like yeah, iced tea? That's kind of. um Yeah, there's a lot of good polar out there.
1: Have we started?
2: I decided I'm it. Oh,
1: now? No, we're wasting time.
0: No.
2: Shh.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Or, or <laughs> alternately, is this finally Pajiba's seltzer hour? <laughs> all water, all the hey, time.
2: <laughs> Welcome to Pajiba, the Pajiba television podcast. Uh, I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, our Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston.
0: Hello, Dan.
2: Hello, Tori. And uh, back from his hiatus, James Corden's bluebird, Dustin Rolls.
1: Hello, Tori. Hi, Dustin. hi uh... <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated last week's episode.
0: You find it enjoyable? it was. Very well, it
1: was it. I did listen to it because I wasn't on it. And so I, it was a lot more fun to listen to. Um <laughs> James Corden's Bluebird? Yes. Is a reference to the Harry Styles video that he made with James Corden, which is charming as hell. And I don't <laughs> like James Corden or Harry Styles. Wait, well, you I don't guess like I like them against I mean, I got nothing against him. I don't really know him, but that was a really good video. He He's seems I you know having seen that, I kinda like him now. Corden I mean, or Styles. Styles. Never Corden. him. <laughs> but Styles was in was he in um He was in that movie, right? No, with the with with the both of the Game of Thrones guys. Yeah. Yeah. He showed up in the end setting up a sequel that will never happen.
0: No, he'll just show up in like Guardians of the Galaxy or something.
1: Yeah, that's fine. And that's how it should be, because he was maybe the only good part of that movie. Okay,
0: that's not fair.
1: <laughs> it was a really bad movie. It
0: wasn't, though. It, it was, was fine. It was a terrible movie. It was fine. It was just a little different.
1: Hmm. Well, I don't mind different. Just, that was bad. Anyway.
2: Not a movie podcast, Dustin. Uh, let me remind you. But what we yeah. uh, what we do cover is television. Uh, all of it. Dustin's gonna talk about all of it in his uh, now famous segment. Dustin explains. Family Is it famous? Presents Dustin's five minutes of what it, I forget what it was called. I see
1: you guys struggled last week without having me to uh like the immediacy of me to make fun of. I mean, you had some material.
2: Oh, we could. But have then you ran out. You. No, no, we I have know. Made fun of you. We just it felt bad. Well, you were
1: I. I didn't. Feel I was listening. No.
2: <laughs> well, but
1: no. then you reverted to the format, but then you didn't have like a okay. no. guy okay. to throw insults at. Because no. okay. you're too nice to each other.
0: Well, no, but here's the thing. You you call it reverting to the format. I would say that it's just we had a lovely conversation about something that we share mutual interest in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like you need a foil to be successful.
0: So you're admitting that you're the
2: villain?
1: The foil. <laughs>
2: I mean, we'll see by the end. We'll, we'll see. Basically, uh-huh. the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, we're we we're already burning time because I started the clock with no one, uh, unbeknownst. To Why everyone would else. you call
1: it burning time? What we're enjoying ourselves. We're providing <laughs> countless seconds of entertainment.
2: People, some people really want to get to uh, Dustin's. We have Dustin's whole hour, <clears throat> in which this week <laughs> we Dustin about will hole talk hole. about talk about all of the holes. <laughs> in television.
0: We may be <laughs> workshopping a theme song. We'll get back to you on that. <laughs>
2: uh, but, so first, but before that, what, what's everyone drinking? Dustin, what are you drinking since you're. Recently-
1: I'm drinking a uh, house wine, <laughs> um, a can, can of house wine, raspberry lemon. It's really good.
0: Except you're, I drinking, think I had it, this once. you're drinking it out of a wine glass.
1: Well, yeah, it's wine.
0: But it's canned wine. The whole point is that you drink it out of the can.
1: Why? You still pour beer into the, remember the wine glass? You told me all (laughs) (laughs) about.
0: Okay, A, that was for beer. Canned wine. The beauty of canned wine is that you, it's wine in a can. You can just, you can drink it on the go.
1: Oh, I I don't know. I still like it there. You know, I looked at, uh, I went to Target this week. And uh, I almost got a different, I I was going to get the, uh, what is it called? Black girl magic and it was like $30 for a bottle of wine. I'm like no way. Oh. So, yeah, Target. Got to go
0: back. Expensive wines. Got to go back to TJ's.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cory, what are you drinking from a can?
0: Uh, I have a big can of Hetty Topper. Um, oh, Hetty
1: Topper is the best.
0: Yeah, so uh Marty like halfway through the can and one of these usually knocks me on my ass, so we'll see yeah. how the rest of the show goes. I may have to go get it. This was, no, I think there is another can in there that I will not open, but I do have other beers. We had guests in town, so my fridge is currently full of beer.
1: <laughs> and you got the heady Topper and for so the I, fancy, the fancy grabbed, beer for the, yeah.
0: I was like, I, I should have some heady Topper. It's, you know, it's a yeah. special occasion, Dustin's back.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was only gone one week. Well, three years i leave for one it's, week
2: it's the first time you've missed a show I think. Yeah.
1: you know what i was doing that whole show i was watching i was catching up on stranger things i admit
0: uh and what'd you think
1: i loved
0: it right
1: yes <laughs> it was really fun thank you yeah
0: it's because of the villain they finally have a good villain
1: they had a great villain yes Yes. and the freddy cougar stuff and oh i loved it all
0: yeah Yeah. it was a lot of fun i mean you know shame about the episodes being like absurdly long but you know
1: (laughs) and it didn't it didn't feel as long as it was most of the time i think the hopper stuff kind of dragged but yeah
2: and all the as long as it as it is because you watched it at like 1.7
1: Yep, that's right. <laughs>
0: yeah, you did. Okay, so you did watch it fast. I would also argue all the stuff with Jonathan and Mike and Will. Like anytime they cut back to them, but L, L was gone, I was like, I don't care.
1: Oh, Will's the guy with the haircut? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took me like half, you know, half an episode to realize that that was the same guy as before. I was like, wait, who the fuck is that guy?
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the one who kind of has my haircut. Only all the way around.
1: It's much more flattering on you.
0: Why, thank you. It's because I only cut the bangs, not the rest of it. Fair. (sighs) Is that one of the shows that is all of the shows that you were going to talk about?
1: No, I didn't put it on the list because that...
0: Because we talked about it last week.
1: Was it? Yeah.
0: Oh, and by the way, Dan, I am still salty about you uh, pointing out that that's my walking debt that felt like an attack <laughs> and i've i've been processing it um and like i understand what you're saying but it still hurts
2: but it I, got it got better so maybe maybe the analogy no longer fits
0: well i don't know maybe it just makes it my fear of the walking dead cuz i've been reading mm. dustin's comic <laughs> His recaps and jesus christ
1: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah look, you guys have- talked about That and Obi-Wan, which, yeah, I didn't care. Yo,
0: this week's, last week's episode was terrible. We're not going to talk about it, but it was.
1: No. I know, but other people said it was like a better episode.
0: Those people don't understand how things. Well, because like, I mean, I guess it's fine because things happened and there was like a big showdown. But like the mechanics of, you know, tunnels or like. Mm -hmm. Uh, geography or like you know a guy who can extinguish flames on command sub- immediately not extinguishing flames on command like none of it really made sense
2: or like how gates work gates right all of it Apparently. like just
0: very basic things just it was like this doesn't matter um, I will say though uh, they introduced Indira Varma and they didn't kill her off immediately so I'm kind of like
2: mm-hmm. if
0: they just keep not killing her off for the rest of the season It'll be better than almost every other show she's been on.
2: That was nice. Yeah.
1: I genuinely, I did, I did, I turned it on and I watched the previously on segment. I was like, oh, I just can't. I do <laughs> not care. I don't care at all about any of these people. This is not going to work for me. <laughs> it felt really good to like say no to something because I rarely say no to anything. That's true. You don't. But I am finding that the Star Wars series are easy. Here to say no, and like halfway through that, what the marble, Oscar Isaac one is like, oh, yeah, fine, you know, some things just aren't for me.
2: To be fair, it is tough when the bar is, Pod Jive's best show of 2019 and 2020, Mm -hmm. The Mandalorian. Yeah,
0: So and 2021 somehow.
1: Yeah, but genuinely, Mandalorian was so much better than those shows. Yeah, and Mandalorian was not very good.
2: Well, I mean you, you said something really smart and then said something really dumb which somehow cancels out you know what it is
0: Dan it's almost like he likes digging himself into holes
2: oh, oh there you go alright well we might as well move on to uh, Dustin's uh, what is what Dustin's whole hour uh, What uh, Dustin's
0: uh, Dustin explains everything presents the uh, whole hour Oh, oh. <laughs>
2: Dustin explains television presents. Dustin shows us his hole. Hole.
0: Well, no. Okay. So wait, I had a. So I was working. So um, what was that like watching holes with Dustin rolls? If your show has a hole, Dustin knows. Um, I'm, I'm not okay. Like that's not permanent. But like, like I said, I'm kind of like workshopping
1: it. It, yeah, yeah, good. get Juan to put some guitar to it. Oh, no, I'm going to.
0: So I'm hoping I got to talk to him. But one of these weeks, he's going to I'm hoping I can get him to come on and just do it live. <laughs> so he'll be like a guest appearance. That um, would be amazing. So no. So Dan and I were talking and we have a is this can I go with this, Dan? Are we are we is our plan? Okay. Oh, yep. Are you going to
1: mess up the format? No, we're not. Gonna... No,
0: we're okay. Because here's the thing. You we assigned you homework last week, which was that you had to watch all of Night Sky and explain all of it to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but then you also included this whole list of all of the other shows that you watched.
1: Well, that's the whole thing
2: Well, that that's the I do. whole
0: thing. The whole thing. So, <laughs> yeah. um So, what we decided is that, like, you still only have five minutes. So you need to decide… Do um, I
1: have to get Night Sky into that five minutes?
0: Yes. So, we're going to split it up. You tell us how much time you think you need to explain all of Night Sky. And so, if you say you need two minutes for it, three minutes for it, whatever, that's fine. You get that. We'll run the timer, and then mm-hmm. you will have the remainder of the five minutes to explain all the of, the of the shows that we lob at you. Yes.
1: Okay. So two minutes. Two minutes for Night nice Sky.
0: All right. So let me let me cue that up all right, first. So
2: Tori's going to get that timer going.
0: All right. Two minutes. You ready? Yes. Go. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, Night nice Sky. In the pantheon of whole shows. It is better than La Brea, not as good as Outer Range. Uh, Sissy SpaceX, J.K. S- Simmons, they find uh, a hole in their, um, uh, in their yard after their son dies. Uh, uh, this particular hole takes them to a place in outer space. There's a big mystery around it. Uh, it turns out there's holes like this all over the country, all over the world, and these people... Are uh, charged with um, uh, uh, protecting the secret, and those people will kill anyone that finds out about it. So uh, Simmons and Spacek and another guy who travels through the hole are in danger. So that's the mystery, and then it—it's actually pretty good. But at the very end, it leads toward the second season. It's gonna—it uh, suggests it's gonna be a lot more sci-fi oriented, which I'm not as excited about. Not but. Bo- just because I like the sort of grounded nature of the first season, set in this sort of small town, and that is uh, Night nice Sky.
0: Okay, well you did it. I did it in under two minutes you today, did it. I? <laughs> I don't know what to do now.
1: <laughs> Where you I go on We, can, we can give him, him
2: the rest of the time. He can he can bank it for other shows.
0: Well, no, I'm all right. That's so right. you did it in just a little over a minute. So I'm going to count it as one minute and we'll give you four minutes for the rest of the shows.
2: All right, let's all right.
0: do it. Start. Right.
2: And we're calling them out, right, Tori?
0: You're calling. Yeah, go for it.
2: All right. Uh, we own the city.
1: Oh, we're going to cover this later. We can't do that right now.
2: No, we're. we're
1: OK, to, it was to... so brutal that the uh, real estate prices in Baltimore dropped 20 percent. Wait, really? Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, okay, Physi- right, physical. Uh... <laughs> uh, better than last season because uh, Rose Byrne is not like, uh, is completely subjugated by her husband. Now she the, the roles are sort of reversed and there's a really fun twist at the end of the uh, first episode.
2: The Staircase.
1: Oh, God, it's still going. It is eight episodes long and it really should have been six episodes long. I mean, it's really good and it's really well-performed, but Jesus, it's too long. Girls 5 ever. Uh, I love the show. Uh, We never talk about how good Sarah Barry Ellis is as as a comedic actress, nor the fact that Renee uh, Ellis Goldsberry is, like, basically Jenna Marone of the show. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Top Chef. Uh, I figure you might want to talk about this, Dan, because, like, did you... I, you can't talk here, but uh, I didn't really love the winner this this season. I the guy that I wanted to win fell out at four. How uh, dare and you! Then ended up How dare I'm, you?
2: Dustin. We'll we'll get into this. Okay, fine. <laughs>
0: uh, Fear the Walking uh, Dead.
1: Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, it it was the season finale, and it was setting up next season, and it actually wasn't completely horrible because they brought back the dead character from four seasons ago and they set up this whole baby snatching storyline that was kind of interesting but they'll completely ruin it next season
2: Uh, Time Traveler's Wife
1: Uh, uh, You know, once you sort of put aside that it's not a great series, you can sort of enjoy it for what it is Uh, although I do feel like it's more of an HBO Max show than an HBO show
0: Uh, uh, Bill Burr presents Friends Who Kill.
1: Uh, Bill Burr is the best part of that, which says about all you need to know. Uh, uh, Michelle Wolf is pretty good, but then after that, it's just downhill. Like, Jimmy Carr is the third guy and he's terrible and it just gets worse from there.
2: Uh, Under the Banner of Heaven.
1: Fucking fantastic show. Fantastic finale. Maybe my favorite show of at least this quarter. Just Absolutely fantastic and a uh, uh, really good true detective, but like really makes you think about like that whole religion.
0: Uh, shining Girls.
1: Uh, you know, they did a really good job with the finale, but it should have been two episodes shorter. I didn't, I didn't love the book and I didn't really love the series, but they did a good job at the end.
2: Uh, I love that for you.
1: Oh, uh, here they actually you know how she's she's got the lie that she's got cancer. I see now how they're gonna get out of it uh, because everybody else has a lie almost as big. So at the end, I guess everybody's gonna come out with their big lie and that'll sort of like save her, I guess, from her cancer lie.
0: Uh, Tehran.
1: Uh, I watched all of the second season this week and I watched all of the first season before. The second season season's not as good as the first season, but it's still pretty good.
2: Taskmaster.
1: Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, there's this, this task this week where everybody um, has to lick. They have to keep their tongue out of their mouth as long as they can while licking a popsicle and sugar and putting it against a fan. And, and at a certain point, all of them just drool, just like spit is just falling out of their mouth. And it's so disgusting, but so because they're comedians and it's hilarious. And like one woman makes it half an hour with her tongue out. That's it. That's it. I feel pretty good about that one.
0: I think you landed on just the perfect uh, mental right. image.
1: <laughs> the spittle?
2: Yes. Dustin, uh, that was uh, that was uh, 14 shows in your five minutes, so pretty, not bad. That's pretty good. I think I only had 17 shows. Uh, yeah, the only ones we skipped actually were shows that we, we wanted to talk about anyway, which were yeah. oh, Tax okay. Barry and... Uh, the boys. But before we get to that, uh, I I want to spend a minute on Top Chef, <laughs> Dustin. First of all... You like racism. Buddha. Racism. No, this is not, How no, dare you. this is not racism. It, you're, you're racist against Australians, clearly.
0: <laughs> okay, to be fair, <laughs> plenty of people
2: are racist against Australians. Yeah, no. but Buddha's Asian, so had, but his dad I, okay, died well, but right before he got know, the show. I know,
1: I know. And that made his whole ending kind of like, you're like, I feel bad that I didn't root for him this whole time, but also... I still don't like him
2: that much. I, I understand it from, so this was a, just from my perspective, th- this Top Chef season was one that I was kind of, I wasn't, I mean, I, I think part of it was last season. I was so into like some of the characters or some of the people from the beginning um, and, and particularly uh, Shota who made it to the final and ultimately didn't win. But um, so I, I had like a, I had like someone I was rooting for the entire time. And this season, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't grab anybody at the beginning. In the way that like like last season like especially uh shoda and sarah i was like rooting for the whole time um but so this season it was it was a little bit muddied and one thing that kind of in retrospect um became clear was for whatever reason this season it felt like the first half like everyone that was being cut were like by the by the standards of the show not very good i mean i'm sure they're super talented chefs, but they were making the kind of mistakes that like you would see. And like, like, I feel like we haven't seen those kinds of errors send people home for like several seasons because Mm -hmm. they're all supposed to be super talented at this point, which I mean, they are like, it constantly gets tougher and tougher. So, um, so it was a little surprising to see that. And then versus like now, once you got kind of past restaurant wars, then it was like, Oh, now we're at the core of people who are all super talented. And like any of them could like at that, once it got down to like, especially like damar like like the final four right. like it felt like any of them could win and it was just who's going to make a mistake at that point um
1: and damar DeMar, who is, is the person i stuck i clung to early on him and yeah. jackson and yeah. jackson i think was was uh, at least helpful in buddha winning because jackson is like a really good
2: champion. well the amazing thing was that jackson was able to get as far as he did without having a sense of taste because he had covid right before and like and didn't tell anybody that he couldn't taste stuff so he would have people be like hey taste this does this taste like it has enough salt (laughs) and they'd be like oh yeah he made
1: it he made it until restaurant Wars, and he didn't kicked out because get kicked out because of his cooking he got kicked out because he was like a bad
2: host right um but but you know i mean i think yeah that's true but the the sous chef always is a sure but yeah I but think, they picked
1: the other two picked terrible sous chefs
2: I think Evelyn picked I think Evelyn picking Joe was right for her I don't yeah. think I, and I mean it, it was clearly super close between Evelyn and Buda. like I think
1: yeah yeah Sarah wasn't even I yeah
2: think. Um, but uh, I was also actually to uh, as, as much as I like to uh, give you shit I was rooting for Damar uh, he was kind of like the person I had also picked up on kind of like in the second half um, mm-hmm. But he, when he went home, he deserved to go home. Like, it wasn't like. He did. Yeah. Um, I agree. It wasn't like he. Like, it felt like an injustice that he lost. No, and point.
1: I also agree that Buddha was like the best in the end, but also not as likable as Evelyn.
2: <laughs> Evelyn was definitely the most likable. Buddha was I know definitely you're th- like. Buddha felt like he dominated early and dominated late. And then kind of in the yep. middle, he kind of just. I mean, he, not that he was ever. He was only at the bottom maybe once or twice, but like he was mostly just kind of floating in the middle and then mm-hmm. turned it on at the end. But like he'd even talked about how like the, the thing that's interesting to me about Buddha is that he's this is the first time I can remember someone getting an edit where they talk about how they were a super fan of the show. I mean, as much as he did mm-hmm. where because he talked about how like like it was a dream to go on Top Chef. And oh, that's it
1: right. Like, and he's he'd the, studied yeah. it.
2: And there are even snippets where, like, when they're in the house, where he's taught, or in his like confessionals, where he's talking about like, "Oh, I have a couple things saved for the finale," where he's like planning that like there are certain techniques or certain things that he's saving for, you know, assuming he got to the end, which he did.
1: Right, and then he made that dish that like the other judge made famous, or something.
2: Yeah, and I don't know like, who that person. Like is, one but. of the, uh, one of the, it was interesting that one of the. Uh, critiques of him was like he's showing off yeah <laughs> like they're like you're just showing off your technique and that's too yeah. fancy
1: um, yeah but. oh oh that just reminds me quickly that we because i wasn't here last week we missed survivor and uh marianne winning mm-hmm. and she is maybe not the best player at all but like the most likable survivor winner in a long time She just amazing just like an amazing person who is not a very good player
2: i was happy that she won based on this season um i i i didn't i still think that like i i thought that the person playing the best game was drea until yes but but she ran out she ran out of uh her big mistake was she trusted Omar at the wrong time and she kind of ran out of allies. Like I don't, even if she hadn't been cut when she was, I don't think she had enough allies to ultimately make it to the end, but she was kind of like the most interesting mix of, of like, of like sneaky, but likable, but also like good at the game and like good at physical stuff. Like she was kind of like well-rounded in a way that um, I really liked. But
1: But then um, Omar was like a brilliant secret villain.
2: Right. Who Except I
1: loved that, because nobody knew he was the villain until right. the Except end. Except
2: that he got, then Drea blew up. Yeah, him he came. got caught.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Damn it, Drea. Uh, there was and then Yoga thing. Yoga Lindsay I liked a lot too. She sh- oh, yeah. She probably should have won. But, you know, they keep. They just always eliminate the better people.
2: Right. Which is I why mean, you she, end up with She was that. definitely like just in terms of like, it was just either her or Jonathan. Um, yeah. And Jonathan could never win. Tori is yawning. As we talk about, no, uh, no, I'm not kidding. It's the
0: heady topper. It's a really high Um, alcohol beer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Anyway, um, uh, I was glad that Marianne won. I didn't think uh, it was kind of a. I I didn't like this season as much as last season. Um,
1: No, but I did. I I I liked how good that a player that is good physically as Jonathan made it that far, but he only made it that far because he was a bad person. (laughs) <laughs> but he was dominant, he and uh, he, he was kind anything. of a bad guy. I mean, he was he was really uh, shitty to the women. He was really uh, shitty to the women. Uh, right. But then Marianne, Marianne pulling out the idol, and the, uh, the the tribal council won it. That was yep. really brilliant, and yep. a nice little bit of drama. Yeah.
2: Um, all right. Anyway, we uh, can move uh, on that. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. sorry. That's all the that's all the Top Chef ranting I wanted to say. Is that Dustin? Uh, hashtag Dustin doesn't like Asians. Come on! <laughs> I just like how it's
0: it's all about the likability of the chef, and it's like because that's all you can judge because you're not there to taste the food, and exactly. that's what kills me about Top Chef. I just want to eat the food. Mm-hmm.
1: But you ha- and you have to take the sh- the uh, judges at their word that you know that the
0: food is good. So, but so then your right. audience, so the audience is on the side of whoever's likable and. Like I don't give a shit if my chef is likable. I want the food to be good.
2: <laughs> well, I think at, yeah, but uh, anyway, it's 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 an unfixable problem. I I yes, I will forever be bitter. Uh, you know what show did not make me forever bitter is Hacks.
1: Hacks.
0: <laughs> what a finale!
2: What a finale!
1: It was a good finale. Can I ask, uh, am I the only person that likes Ava more than Deborah?
0: Well, so would you have said that in season one?
1: Not as much, but I do like Ava a lot. And I think a lot of people didn't like her in the first season. Yeah.
0: I think the second season, like, one thing I thought was that, like, I I didn't like her so much in the first season. And then I, like, she really, like, they... The, her arc or whatever work they did kind of like she became much more sympathetic in season two um and so now i think i like them equal whereas yeah mm. and i think it's not even that she was a bad character like i think she was an interesting character in season one she was just a very irritating character she kept making right. like she, her mistakes were
2: yeah she was she was so much more self-destructive and this season like like season one felt like she was always on the cusp of growth and then she would sabotage Yes. Um, versus this season was actual,
0: right? For and it and it even started like you know you the first few episodes where it's very much like oh I'm gonna get a dumb phone and I won't drink and I won't whatever and it it felt very like oh they're gonna have her go really extreme <clears throat> and it's all gonna fall apart and they didn't <clears throat> do that like I felt like this season was really interesting in that like I kept expecting it to repeat the general patterns of the first season especially as far as ava goes and it it really didn't like it was it kept getting better and better and more and more fulfilling Mm -hmm. um and i think deborah had more like more of the painful awkward i mean like that that uh Mm -hmm. gay cruise yeah oh (laughs) literally had to leave the room like with my hands over my eyes like that was so (laughs) painful Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I think that, you know, season 2 I'm I'm really impressed with how they built it. And I also again like I think the way they're setting up for season 3, like they keep shifting the paradigm of this show. Right. To the point where like like leaving season 1, I had no idea how they were going to cuz you have that bombshell of like she sent that email and Deborah doesn't know. And so you kind of understand that there's going to be this like you know, weight hanging over them that like this this truth that will be revealed and will like sh- tear apart everything that happened so i was like you know how are you going to sustain that in season two and they dealt with it really well they kind of deal with it early on and you see their relationship progress through it to the point where like deborah not only like um you know gets over her anger at at ava but actually takes the things that ava wrote in that email to heart like she you know Mm -hmm. by the finale she's coming back and saying like you were right that is absolutely who i am like i am a bully um and so
1: when she like withdrew the lawsuit it was like a heartbreaking moment
0: right because that (laughs) was looking forward to like seeing her again like they always had that connection at least um and i think that going into season three similarly like this show has been built on these two women um working together so where are they going to go like now that they're not working together like how do you do hacks and I don't know that the show has definitely been picked up for season three yet, but it's pretty clear, like, if uh, if you watch the after the episode, like, where they're doing mm-hmm. the interview, like, the writers, the creators are definitely trying to set up, like, if there's
1: a well, season. Oh they have a plan?
0: Three, yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's been officially uh, picked up, but hopefully it I is. I imagine it
1: will be.
0: Yeah. Um, I can't, yeah. Why would you get rid of this show? But, no, yeah. I, I mean, I. would I...
1: kind of like to see Ava on her own for a couple of episodes, anyway, in well, a writer's room.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's part of it is that um, and I think like overall the show, what it's saying about kind of Hollywood and especially uh, women creatives is so interesting because, you you know, it starts out and, you know, it's kind of the generational like what Deborah went through is not necessarily what Ava went through and then kind of recognizing that they're both so similar and so end of season two is Deborah kind of going like, you need to be on your own. You can't just be in my shadow. And that's a huge thing because there's, I think, uh, women in Hollywood tended to have a very hard time. And, it, and there are kind of two, two schools of thought on that. And one of them is that like you kind of end up perpetuating that. You pay it forward. It's like, I went through hell to get to where I am. So you're going to have to go through hell. Like They don't make it easier for the women coming up behind them. Right, it becomes right. like this rite of passage right um, and under
2: the under the the uh, false pretense of like oh this will make you tough and this, this will make, make you, you tough
0: ready. yeah and this is the reality and I'm preparing mm-hmm. you and whatever or it's just this is the way it is and I I like the way that hacks is sort of uh, addressing that in a very contained way like it's not you know normally you're in a corporate structure or you're in a a, 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 a there are more people around you're not literally just writing jokes for a single woman (laughs) but you you kind of see deborah like her her learning experience like her growth like ava's growth is very obvious but you know deborah's is kind of recognizing Mm -hmm. um what she you know what it takes to work for her and what she wants for actually think actually putting ava first like what she wants for ava um and that it is tough love but like uh you know, it is it is gonna make her life harder, but it's it's that, you know, don't keep suffering under me. Like just go shine, go do your thing now. Right. Like don't waste this opportunity. Um so it's I really, really appreciate the show.
1: I what do did not they suggest a- season three would be about? Did they I didn't watch the behind the scenes thing.
0: Well, they just had a lot of. I mean, they're just the questions that they're setting up, which are essentially, you know, what's where does Ava go from here? Where does where does Deborah go? Like, now that Deborah has gotten to this point, like, what is her next step? I don't see
1: where Deborah goes. Yeah.
0: Well, you have a successful, you know, she's essentially just reinvented herself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What if, you know, she's on top?
2: Yeah. And And she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a, uh, she doesn't have an anchor to Vegas. So there's like, she could go on the road now in support of her hour. She right. could go, um, you know, she could decide, oh, it's time to do L- do the LA, you know, talk show or sitcom or whatever that she never got. Um, like, there's a lot of that. I mean, I uh, feel yeah, like yeah, okay, season three
0: is going to be both of them flailing until, essentially, Deborah lands a, night, a late night talk show and Ava becomes her head writer. Like, to me, that's no, like, that makes sense. like yeah, overall yeah. arc for, like... You kind of complete her journey, but there's also the thing with uh, Christopher McDonald's character um, and his marriage, and the fact that like you know, um, Deborah, like he had proposed to Deborah, and like there was something real between them, as much as like both of them are um, very career oriented. You think Deborah
1: could replace <laughs> James Corden since he's leaving?
0: I think a fucking sack of flour could replace <laughs> James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
1: Uh, just a quick shout out to the uh, agent who started the show as a Holly is uh, like a Hollywood douchebag and ended as sort of a lovable douchebag.
0: And so and again so he's Paul Downs, right? So he's a creator. Yeah. He's one of the creators oh, yeah. and he stars as Jimmy and his character, I absolutely love him. He is the least believable part of that show. There is no <laughs> agent manager who would give up his his stable his it's a very Jerry Maguire
1: thing yeah
0: for for an aging comedian <laughs> like like no no but I also love that you know they give Deborah that moment of like you know you almost think she's gonna go with uh with Janet with Mingan Wen's yeah. character and then it's like but of course not like Jimmy right. literally left his job because he believed in her she's not gonna right. abandon him and she just wanted to make a big show of telling her. But what right. upsets me is that means what if me, no doesn't show up next season? Cause her character was amazing.
2: Oh, I'm sure if she wants, I mean, I hope that they find a, a little space to carve out for her. Cause she was so good. She um, was so good.
0: I'm also wondering trigger. if Ava, um, if Ava ends up getting some success, if Janet poaches Ava.
2: Hmm. Hmm. So, that'd suck. Um, but I don't uh, so. Jimmy also had his one hero moment when he lied about the dead guy.
1: So do, oh, yeah, that
2: was really good.
0: Do you think that's the kind of thing? I mean, is there any? Would that come back to bite them the next season? I feel like they've already moved past it, but I'm kind of like that. I don't
2: a- think so. I feel like that's just like a moment of like, you know, him doing the 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 thing wrong, that, right thing, <laughs> the wrong, right thing that need to be done. Yeah. Um. The uh, the the other thing that struck me was I kind of forget uh, even though his name is in the credits every week that, you know, even though this show is very much, uh, feels like, you know, it's, it's, there's a three creators. It's, uh, Jen Lucia, Aniello, and Paul Downs. And it feels like obviously, you know, very much their show, but Mike Shore is a, an executive producer oh, on it. Well, and I never uh, noticed that it doesn't always feel that way, except weirdly in the, uh, the finale, the season finale, I kind of like felt like, oh, all of a sudden, some of these like almost wish fulfillment kind of happy ending things that are happening felt yeah uh, very much like mm. his his type of show yeah um, which I appreciated because it was nice
1: as do I
0: so even though their sure. breakup their breakup was brutal so basically what we're getting is that Dustin uh, loves. Young queer women and hates elderly women. And,
1: Asian. and apparently Asian, Asian chefs.
0: Asian chefs, older women.
2: Dustin, you'd have a great home in the uh, in in the Hollywood of hacks, or the okay. Hollywood yeah, right. of, uh, of Barry. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, good, good transition. Uh, <laughs> well, it's Here's funny. My- <laughs> Racism to
2: transition. Do you I had hate a different Barry. <laughs> I had a different version of of a transition there, and we're we're starting to run out of time. We've only got well, we've got twenty minutes, like, twenty two minutes. But um, the uh, uh, it's interesting to me that that hacks presented like a very like it 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 presents a lot of like the Hollywood stuff pretty well, whereas like and like but like in like a positive like here's a way it could be kind of thing right. whereas Barry goes the opposite direction and is like, here's all the awful stuff. And like, like, the I just want to say this as like one thing that does not bother me but I feel like needs to be pointed out is the the Hollywood timeline of what is happening like on the on the TV side of Barry. So as far as like you know Sally's uh, show. Sally's show and then her and then and then what happened this week where like she got hired on another show. And Darcy Cardin now is like a showrunner. Like none of that makes any sense. It's it, it makes emotional sense. It well, does I, not make any like chronological Well, or, like,
0: I always thought it was also sort of a satire on like right. uh you like Banshee being this like kinda of, you know, the algorithm, like the like the, oh, totally. the bullshit, right, right. you know, kind of yeah. production of it. Like yeah. they're kind of doing a satire on like how Yeah how things get turned around and how absurd it is. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like, why is she leading a writer's room? Like, she was an assistant yesterday. All of this happening in, like,
2: (laughs) a week or, like, four days is not accurate. It's not accurate. Anyway, but uh, Barry continues to uh, go down a darker and darker path. Yeah, uh,
0: but not just, like, Sally, her whole... Oh, man, that
1: was Crazy.
0: And I'm kind of like, is she at a point where she's actually going to seek? Is this going to be the twist in the finale? Like she actually starts seeking out. I mean, assuming Barry survives. Is she to seek out Barry to actually start exacting some of this like violence? That's what I vengeance? thought
1: against Darcy Gardens. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> that's, I was how you, that's the only way you get them well, back together. Yeah, what?
2: I was wondering if that's is she going to seek him out and, you know, ask him to use his special skills against her or is it is it just that like I mean you know they'll, I'm sure they'll cross pass again at some point so maybe that's a natural way to do it but um, it's also just like stunning to see how like oh she has just as much darkness in her as Barry does it's just a different it's just used in a different way honed in a different way and like aimed at different targets but um, yeah they're, the reason why they worked is not that you know it's, it's actually that they're much more similar than than was ever right. presented
1: to us, right? Right, and and maybe she Sally's like, oh, oh, I understand Barry because I had my little explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I Hater's got a weekly Ringer podcast where he talks about every episode, and it's it's pretty good. But it's it's funny because in that scene and the scene where she, he blows up at Sally, it's he's like, while they're filming it, they get he he said it's so intense that we don't want to do like. We did like two takes and then we're done because it's too much. So it's kind of funny to hear Hayter talk about like the intensity of these scenes and not wanting to put any of the actors through that experience as much as they have to. Yeah. But also he often talks about how a lot of these like things that happen in the series are based on his life or like friends of his, like that that writer's room he said, you know, I, he worked in a writer's room where it was like a really good writer's room, but then you got like this veteran who's been in, who did a popular sitcom like 20 years ago, who's the head writer or whatever, who doesn't know anything. Yeah. That doesn't explain, you know, Darcy Carden's thing, but it at least explains Sally's. No, although the, the Darcy Carden
2: thing is is a fun uh, satire in the other way, where like, And this is true of, this at least feels true of like Netflix and a lot of streaming places where like there are people who, you know, their first script that they wrote ends up becoming a show and all of a sudden they go from being, you know, having very minimal experience to becoming a showrunner and like overnight. Right. Um, Right. And obviously, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, the out of range guy, the showrunner on that, his first show.
2: There
0: you go. Shocking. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) It's only the... uh, I mean, you know, if only he'd gotten to the uh, mysterious whole business a little earlier, he could have been the first one out of the gate. Mm. I know. It's really sad. Um. Uh,
1: (laughs) But also, Bill Hader in every one of these podcasts is like, the next episode is going to be even more intense. And he said that this week. So somehow next week's finale is going to be even more bleak than the one where he nearly dies and like the dad of the guy he killed shot himself in the car outside of the hospital.
0: Well, but of course it's going to be more bleak. Like, he's still all, de- he's still poisoned. He's in the hospital. You've got um now uh d- the detective's dad now like has figured out that barry actually was the killer Mm -hmm. um the detect the fbi guy that barry had saved is knows that barry like has figured that out like the people who are actually a threat and i think that's what's so interesting is this whole season like people have been coming for him because of Fuchs, but like they all were incompetent and you start off with like the mom and the son who like accidentally like this they the son gets shot instead of going for barry and then there's the you know the dirt bikers who like you know it's this whole terrible shootout but barry (laughs) escapes you know and so like it's like everyone was incompetent then you get the poisoner who actually gets barry but doesn't manage to kill him right you know you've got the dad who wants to kill him but sees how pathetic barry is and kills himself instead but now you've got like the two genuine threats are right. on now you have Barry. the
2: guy who who managed to convince his captor to kill himself. Yeah. When like the by the way, the scene Hold with on. him and Fuchs Money. in the car and and with Fuchs just like trying to like rationalize through like yes. how like oh it'll be o it's it'll be okay for me because like clearly that was a that was a that was problem. just a bad day. That was just like um, a Sunday. Yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy who who again, yeah, who Barry saved, who's an FBI agent and you know, also has uh, training clear you know it was obviously in the military and so so now the two worst possible people coming after
0: him yeah like know Um, the truth and like are on to him and they just have to find him so like that's a lot to deal with in that hour Mm -hmm. while barry is poisoned
2: right um so i don't know hank is somewhere in (laughs) olivia got himself got himself shot with a blow dart
0: (laughs) I just also love that this show, like all the <laughs> things that should be comedy, like aren't like, it's not really a comedy, but then you have the no-ho Hank thing where he gets the blow dart. And he's like, I thought you were going to do that, but I wanted to like, but I didn't want <laughs> <laughs> <It's not laughs> the reaction as he's like sliding out of frame. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, and you have, I mean, I, I appreciated that. Like, even like in the, in the gene story with uh I'm forgetting the character's name, but Laura Sand, Giacomo,
0: yeah, yeah. Giacomo,
2: yeah, yeah, and how she just has like a tiny little runner where she's like, I haven't fucking done this in 20 years. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I I'm doing I'm as doing. a director, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it works out because you know it's it's ultimately relatively low stakes, and you know, right. He does a good job, so. yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, so Barry's um, still good,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, the, the the the. the Irony, as a hater says, of the season is that the the running theme season is like everybody's trying to find forgiveness, and yet it's still like the bleakest season yet.
0: Right. Well, but I think that's it's about finding like so it's that whole thing of like what is forgiveness? Like it's I don't. It's not that it's meaningless, but it's like it doesn't change what you've done, and it's something that someone can you know either you you're seeking it from other people um but even if they give it to you it doesn't it it doesn't absolve their it doesn't solve their pain or absolve you of your guilt really so like what the hell does forgiveness mean Mm -hmm. you know and when the stakes are you know it's like you kind of get built up that like you need it to move forward but it's like (laughs) you know Yeah, with somebody like Barry, there is no (laughs) forgiving. You've killed so many people. Like that scene on the beach where he's surrounded by everyone he's killed. And he's like awkwardly waving to the buddy he (laughs) killed. Like it's, hey! (laughs) Like it's, yeah, I mean, forgiveness is hollow. Like it doesn't actually change anything. You just kind of, you trick yourself into thinking it will. So what is forgiveness? Um, Yeah, I think it is very bleak. Not because there's you know it's a it's a concept we think of as hopeful but i think what's interesting about the season is it's showing how futile the pursuit of forgiveness actually is Mm -hmm. and yeah that's depressing so sorry speaking speaking of
2: of bleak (laughs) depressing shows
0: futility actually i think actually is Uh, futility
2: all of of perfect. very briefly we own this city uh ended its six episode run uh I mean, it's it's amazing how like it's. I, it I don't know. I feel like anything we say is going to be. Shallow compared to the depth of the. Did show. you but see it's... that
1: coming with the Sean character? Oh, my God, I had no idea that was coming.
0: I heard about So there's a documentary about him, about the real Sean Suter on HBO mm-hmm. directed by. Um, so um, the actress from The Wire.
1: Sonja Sandra... Sonia
0: Sohn. Sonia Sohn, yes. I was about to call her Kara Um, yes. So she um so I'd heard a little bit about him um previous to it. And so I kind of was like, Oh, that's coming up. And then I saw some of the reactions where it's like you could see David Simon on Twitter kind of like knowing that was coming because mm-hmm. like immediately no like idea. lawyers for the family, like different people were kind of coming at him. Um, because oh. the whole thing is that like the investigation showed that like yeah likely that suitor killed himself but made it look like a, an on duty shooting um, but the family and other people are like really holding firm that like no he never would have done that that is absolutely not what happened so the mm-hmm. the way they shot the episode is kind of like there's a lot you can you know they're doing a lot of kind of leading you to to see him kind of calculating through it but they you know when he runs into that alley you hear the shots you don't see it happen so they leave enough right. of a leeway where it's like they're not saying definitively right. that he killed himself Right. Um. but yeah people were not happy and, and David Simon's like yeah I knew that was going to happen
2: yeah and like, there was a um, uh, George Pelicanos who also created and ran the show with, with David Simon uh, I, I heard him in an interview talking about how they definitely stuck to what they could prove and what they knew to be true. And so that's why, right. you know, it's clear that they believe he did it. Right. That, that he shot himself. But, um, yeah, they don't show it because nobody knows. Nobody knows. For sure.
0: yeah. yeah. So uh, I thought they, they did a good job with that, too. Like, just tra- yeah. like how and they no. managed to frame it. Like, leave it open-ended enough. Like, give you leeway to believe whatever you want to believe. And, like, that's...
2: Right. And it, it felt... Um, I mean, I, I didn't know what was coming because I mean, I had kind of, I I feel like I had heard about these arrests when they happened, but didn't really like, it's like, you know, maybe I saw a headline at the most and like, you know, Mm -hmm. forgot about it. And so I resolved not to read up on it just because I kind of, and then I read up on it immediately after, but, uh, but it's, they do such a good job of building that sense of dread, uh, around, uh, Sean Suter. Yeah. Um, You kind of know it's coming. Yeah. (laughs) Even though you hope it isn't. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, his character was, I mean, that was just because he's the one, the one cop you actually feel for. Right. And from the very beginning. And so like, yeah, like as it gets harder and harder you know and you see the decisions he makes and like he you know he's trying to do his best in a really difficult system and then like you get to that episode and you're like
2: yeah that was Um, hard the other the other thing that that really kind of floored me was that this show was so uh throughout the show it's i mean it's very watchable and very like well constructed as a as a show and as a piece of like you know filmed entertainment but also because it's based on true real people it it's it kind of like toes the line between like it's not documentary it's not it's not even like as like like pseudo documentary like the wire right uh like it's it's definitely more like a, a film piece of entertainment um but because it feels so real um the last thing we get with Wayne Jenkins felt so shocking where we get this moment where he's giving a speech and it's like everyone, he's like corrupted basically. Yeah. yeah. Applauding there, him and like, yeah. Woo,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, well, but then you also see him in the prison is,
2: yard. Right. Right. And it's, I don't know. Like it was just a really that. cool moment that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that felt very, it, it, it didn't feel like the kind of thing that, that, um, people like David Simon and George Pelicanos would do. But, right.
0: Uh, it's more of a creative flourish than like a yeah. realism. It, it was specifically not realistic, which was like yeah. made it all the more kind of
1: yeah. jarring. But it like sort of illustrates like the point, like all the bad guys are put away, but then there's just an, another generation of bad guys. Oh, to yeah. Take
2: their place. Yeah. yeah.
1: God. Baltimore is that city must be so fucked
0: oh my god well and that was like the biggest gut punch of the episode i mean the suitor thing obviously but the the end where they're just doing the the yeah, yeah. the title cards over like this is what happened to the mayor this is what happened to the next police commissioner like Jesus. out four months later i mean just and so yeah like it kind of feels like i mean obviously there is no answer but in the fact that this I feel like we're used to seeing these stories where it's like, oh, this was a, a, you know, 20 years ago or something like like it's it's a period from the past. But the fact that this, you know, essentially like the the most current things that are happening take place in 2017, Mm -hmm. like that's not that long ago. It's in Trump's era. Like that's what made it so powerful is it's like, no, no, no. These these inescapable problems that no one has solved, like do the math like they still aren't solved. (laughs) like it hasn't been enough time like no one's figured it out
1: so good show (laughs) people who love the wire should watch this show and david simon should do another show in baltimore at some point wait 10 years because we can only handle one of these every 10 or 15 years
2: um well we should move on to something slightly cheerier like uh, we've got about five minutes, over five minutes left, so what about the boys, which returns? Yo. to Amazon Prime. Oh,
0: yo, that urethra scene.
1: <laughs> Wait, no, I mean,
0: uh, let's just talk about that. We've only got five minutes. Yeah. Let's talk about dicks.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I I showed it to my son because I was like, dude, do you want to see the most disgusting sh- scene oh. in superhero history? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I want to see that. <laughs> so
0: I was. Did we just lose Dustin? We did. But he's
2: coming back. Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> well, we, we. What uh, did you do? I don't know. We're wasting time. Keep okay. going about the urethra scene.
0: Um, no, so uh, so my husband, uh, I, I had been trying to catch up, so I watched the first two episodes that were available on my own, and then we were gonna watch the third episode over dinner. So he's like, "Okay, so catch me up," and I'm like, filling him in on the plot, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And also, this dude jumped in a guy's urethra and then like sneezed and exploded. <laughs> And he's just like, why are you telling me this? I'm like, it's really important. There's <laughs> no bearing on the plot, but it's like the most important thing that happened.
2: <laughs> that definitely felt like, so it's, it's very gross.
1: Yes. Yes. As so gross. Uh, I,
2: I watched it and felt, felt kind of a, kind of an emptiness where I was like, huh. this is, now you are, you are just, you were just trying, like, everyone remembers the whale from season two uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and the laser baby trying your and what
0: laser baby from season one
2: and laser baby and you have decided that you have to top it in the first five minutes <sighs> okay and that's fine no no no, but... but I
0: will say it's more than that because I think it was a direct uh, reaction I almost want to credit Redmond with this because it's it is the everyone joking about Endgame and how if Ant-Man had just hey, yeah, yeah. Thanos <laughs> butt, the whole thing would have been done and so See? to See? me, it wasn't just it's empty. that.
2: Yeah. All right. All right. That's I didn't I didn't uh, remember that. So that's fair. But yeah, um, I, I, I did still enjoy the show. Ultimately, as I, I mean, I, I, the first couple minutes definitely made me cynical about like, all right, now, now you're just being, you're just going, you're just going to gross for the sake of out. being gross.
0: Well, but I also think there is something. So have you guys read the comics?
2: No, no.
0: So and i'm not this is not a defense but you know whenever you're if you're adapting something like the, like the boys is taking a lot of inspiration from the comics but the plot kind of no longer follows it so i think that those moments of just over the top absurd and truly absurd gore like that is one of those connective tissues to the comics like that's the inspiration because that is a lot right. of what the comics were where it was just like yeah. Fucking disgust, like, really.
2: Yeah. And to be fair, I really love Garth Ennis. So yeah. It's not like,
0: and so it's that. And so, like, that's it, one of it's, his things. to me, that feels like more of an homage <laughs> than just, like, oh, we're doing this for the viewers. It's like, we're kind of doing this just to remind ourselves, like, of the source material, because that was mm. what the, it always was as right. they go further and further afield in the plot.
1: But when, the, when that woman uh, half exploded that guy's head, that was even grosser, to be fair. I mean, that was really fucked up. When the, I mean, the head exploding little, woman,
0: it was gurgly, and he who was hasn't like, "seen a tongue." That was just Demon Night. I've seen that. Oh,
1: that was fucked up. That's
0: fine.
2: Yeah, that was. <laughs> he that was like, was not, that was his not jaw
1: is easier. moving. Yeah, I
0: mean, he was and it, still alive. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Did
2: say he was alive? There was still blood. Sp-
0: I mean, to be fair, the when the dude's dick exploded and he was like on the bed and his guts were hanging out, his eyes blinked. He was still alive. Oh,
2: okay,
1: fair. <laughs> um,
2: weirdly, the one that, that shocked me the most was the, uh, uh, the theme park one where they blow up the theme park Homelander. Like, for some reason that was the most disturbing one to me because it's like, this is just a, some guy making ten bucks an hour in a suit and then the whole thing explodes and you still get to see the half head of the suit head and the here.
0: half head of the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, not These enough,
1: first three episodes, yeah, not enough Jensen. Not enough yeah. Jensen. Yeah. Although I do like how they're exactly making him a him total
0: dirtbag, and I knew he was going to be a dirtbag, but, like, wow, what a dirtbag. But, like, it's all in the past, so I'm kind of like, oh, you know he's alive.
1: Yes. Because <laughs> Rocky got attracted to him over the course of the season, so he's going to play a bigger role.
0: I know, I know. Oh oh okay him? um okay uh i don't oh oh god the crusher um I, <laughs> is there anything else to
2: say 45 seconds
0: okay so uh i'm curious about the fact that no i mean there's nothing i guess really that important i i think uh i'm a little worried so is starlight i feel like starlight and uh what's her and what's in howie huey huey is gonna this is are they gonna break up again? I'm sick of them being on no, and off, I but I feel like else. they're yeah, going yeah. on the uh, off thing. And
1: uh, that's fine.
0: I don't know. Whatever. I'm just.
1: Starlight should hook up with the boy band guy anyway. He was yeah, busy.
0: yeah.
2: I cause... just want to say that Karen Fukuhara, Karen Fukuhara, is amazing, even <gasps> though she is not given anything to say.
0: But when she got the song, mm. that and that, that was, was a, and it was a motif for the whole episode. Or oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Goodbye, everybody.
0: It's over. <laughs> so right. means More that Jensen. We are out of
2: time. Uh, <laughs> have a good night. Uh yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. I think that's it. Uh, we got we got it's contractually we got it all obligated one. to be yeah. it. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. We'll be back next week. Probably all of us, which is which is good stuff. Um
0: less dust <laughs> any
2: and last, any this last again? thoughts? More Jensen. Mm. More Jensen
1: yeah i'm i'm with tori on this one yeah. dustin hates to...
2: australians
1: <laughs> i don't and <laughs> old people um you know where the hole goes if you dig it australia
2: i mean you know where the hole goes yeah, yeah dustin's right. <laughs> dustin's hole goes straight to australia have a good night right. <laughs> good night everybody uh...